Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. And special thank you to our lovely patrons that help donate so that we can pay the editor to remove the swear words and silly things we say. Massive thank you to... Carlos Campos. Art Faulkner. Sam Dharma. Mikey Dread. On with the show. Let's Drone Out. Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. Tonight, we are joined by everyone's favourite, Curry Kitten. Hello. The man with the moustache, Stephen. Hello. The man who does the socials, Cole. Howdy, howdy. My darling wife. I was waiting for it, bonjour. And I'm right. Hello, good night. Is it true that we were doing, um, like, nightmare projects? Is that yeah. right? We the can do. Bills, I mean, we forgot fires. again, but we can always go back to it. Not a problem. It's a jumping off point as bad as any other. Yeah. Because uh, my my one, uh, my personal nightmare was the Storm 32 gimbal. I think I, there's nothing more he, I hate. He, he, he never so even got close. it done, did you? I was so close to getting it done. It yeah. was almost working, and then it didn't. And then I got fed up with it. Did you Tell me what up? Storm 32 gimbal is. Uh, like, there was... Like, I first got introduced to it by a channel called iForce2D. Um, he's a guy who, like... He used to live in Japan, um, and he's lived in New Zealand. And he, he, I think... I believe he's friends with Bruce... And he built like a camera rig quad, and he like weirdly enough, he um, you like bought a, a pre-existing gimbal from Banggood, and I just think that I was just too late regards the um, you know re- regards like the sort of like gimbal malarkey. Um, because, like, at the end of the day, like, when I was, whilst I was trying to do it, there, it was pointless buying, like, a gimbal. If you wanted a camera platform, you just kind of, the price came down where, you know, the Phantom 3 Basic, you know, was, like, a couple of, you know, a couple of quid more. Oh, right. So this is buying. one of those rarefied pieces of technology that existed to- in a window before something easier and better and cheaper came along, and then everyone yeah, was to like, explain, no thanks. Back in the day... When when people had their F four fifty frames, and they were saying, "Oh, this is nice and smooth," then they, then the craze became gimbals. And at first, the smoothest gimbal you could get was a belt driven one, before brushless motor gimbals existed. And then it was a two axis, and then the holy grail of three axis gimbals. And for a while, DJI did their own three axis gimbal you could add to the F four fifty. And then we started getting the cheapo uh, ones like this. Some oh of God, which worked on official firmware, some of which was this sort of hacked. What was it, Alex something firmware? Jack, Alex Moss. 
Alex, Alex, Alex Moss, Moss was the, the oh, good firmware. The Alex Moss, yes. I remember yeah. that. And yeah, the results he, are still like rougher than you just get with a GoPro's built-in stabilization these days, right? These yeah. days, yeah. I, but back back in the day, it was magic. Yeah, this is talking I, eight years ago, probably, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, I mean, like he he like built. This is how much like how crazy he got. He like built his own jig for it, like and was balancing a. Uh, a Yaomi camera and I even bought like a similar um you know like pre-build gimbal thing and it, yeah I remember you, know, you were like, trying to get it to work for so long but it was such a difficult thing to program right yeah the, but, the Storm 32 was the actual controller board with the IMU it wasn't the whole gimbal then by the sound of it y- y- yeah um uh, weirdly enough, he changed like the IMU on because you could you, like later on you had two IMUs, one on the base unit and then obviously one at the, on the bottom of the gimbal. And he changed his out for a CC3D micro or something. And I, you know, like by the time I was doing it, there wasn't any of those. I bought the better. IMU from Germany wired that in still just couldn't get it to work it was chasing the dream it just oh it must have just nightmare. had something wrong with it Jack because you normally fix everything so nah, like do, it had do you think it was something wrong with it or you just couldn't maybe it, right? it might have been like the hobby king motors that that I was using were garbage but the thing is, I bought a brand new one because Curry was like, "Oh, it's the, it's the motor," which I don't hold it against you, Curry. That seemed f- perfectly logical, and um, yeah, bought bought another one. Still did the same thing. Have you still got the video for it, Curry? On Maybe. your YouTube what, channel, what we had, and to to people that don't know, tuning a brushless gimbal is even more involved than like tuning a flight controller. It's mm. um and it's something that's like nonsensical through different bits of software that you had to do. And I think I had it where I could cuz cuz when Jack and I first met he said, "Oh, I've got this gimbal." I was like, "Oh, I've sorted gimbals out before. My ones are fine. I'll sort it out." And I got it and I had it two directions. It was fine, but if I then went just above what it could handle, um, normally, like a, a gimbal will sort of bind up and just sort of did 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 and then you you straighten it, it's okay. But it just freaked out after that point. It's like no, I've gone mental and I'm I'm never coming back. Is, is what it did. Yeah. It would just whip around all frantically, right? Yeah, go absolutely <laughs> crazy. When was the last time you got it out? Uh, got the gimbal controller out and actually tried to use it? Has it been dead for a long time, or do you get it out every now and I then and think it's, I'm going to make this work? I sold that custom rig to someone who wanted to build a camera rig, and I think I gave them the working gimbal that I eventually got working, and the Storm Thirty Two, and was like, "Just, just take it." I'm so, you like, burn it and catch, you know, set it on yeah. fire and record it. Because I put like, I basically put a like uh, F seven board on there, and like it was. It had like the the mini diversity from the diversity receiver from TBS. Like I pretty much 
completed that whole build, you know, got, you know, had like Sunny Sky Motors and everything. It was just like the premium everything, fully oh, Sunny Sky, fully carbon, uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, uh, fully carbon frame arms, the lot, you know, the thing just didn't weigh anything. And it was like mm-hmm. folding the, like our, our mutual friend, Dan Upton, um, like designed the body for it and it was the RC Explorer arms that I cut down and you know it just it didn't weigh weigh anything and you could like stick about a 3000 milliamp battery on there that was like the biggest so Curry's showing the whole the whole quads wow I made this for the um for a a user group that's not for it is it to like when Uh, we get to a certain point we're getting this weird roll which shouldn't happen. And it was kind yeah. of like you could almost fly it if you didn't do anything silly, but it wasn't quite right and you couldn't trust Whatever something. Whatever you do, do not fly it with any of the axis between 10 and 12 degrees. You could be less than 10 and 12 <laughs> degrees or more than 10 and 12 degrees, but not. Oh, that's right. And then the gimbal motors would just say, oh, we, we give up. And they would just turn off. And they would go all floppy and refuse to do anything anymore. Gimbals are well, because it. You have to. One of the things you have to do is like measure how hard it can it can push against you. You have to make sure yeah. the for the motor stiffness, right. basically, right? Yeah. Talk. Yeah, I yeah. I play around with uh, like camera gimbals, and I don't know how similar it is to those types of gimbals. I'm I'm guessing maybe sort somewhat similar, but yeah, the uh, you know just having to adjust the motor strength and. You know, then dial it back just a little bit so it doesn't fight you and give you weird sort of vibrations and stuff. It's uh, yeah. I, I was actually doing it yesterday because I have a gig coming up that I'm going to be using my gimbal and I haven't touched my gimbal for about two or three months now. And uh, yeah, it's always a fun time playing with that, <laughs> trying to get it to be stable and whatnot. One one of my one of my favorite curry kitten videos is a curry kitten with a clone Alex. Uh, Alexmos uh, uh, gimbal controller, and this is so this the one that went e- wrong. Yeah, nicely when flying. It freaks out. Then, it's like <laughs> we. And, and I was, I was just like, this is the man I need to take my gimbal to. And bear in mind, this is pain. this is the camera oh, I was flying shit. through at the time, and this is my FPV view. For, so for audio like, viewers, we are seeing okay. a serene view of Curry flying over a football field, and then it suddenly starts headbanging. The camera is headbanging in oh situ God. under the so court. You have to land and try to control it look, with with that view. Yeah, as well. but th- this has like a this had a Nazarene at the end of the day, so I could just I'll like return home. home. It's, it's no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a similar sort of thing. And I, I ended up replacing this gimbal because what happened was a voltage regulator seemed to go bad. I replaced that and it seemed to work. And then this is when it sort of freaked out. And then I replaced it. I I, I think I replaced this one. I, I also made this huge quad out of a NASA with uh, a free axis gimbal. But and, and then what happened is like DJI started bringing out uh, mm. quadcopters, which weighed much less. With better gimbals and better cameras, yeah. and you're like, why am I, why am I playing with this? And that whole phase of let's put gimbals on things had stopped. Was it the gimbal, or was it the gimbal controller that was to blame? The wind. 
hard to say whether it was the motors or the controller right. or combination of it all, really. So I've seen all, all, Andy all RC's fact- videos, and he always seems to be flying with a head tracker. Anytime he puts any wing in the air, he's got a head tracker on it. And that, that doesn't seem to give him too much problem. But he's he's just got an FPV camera, so it's much yeah, well, a head tracker is just a ser- on a servo. So right, yeah, that's easy. what I'm saying. Is it the gimbal or is it the gimbal controller? Is it the brushless motors that are just rubbish or is it the... It's a combination of it all, I believe. A very also, delicate move quite a heavy camera. Oh, that was a GoPro very 2 delicate. on that one. I've still got one heck you were to... in my roof um, with a... I've never had any trouble, thank God, because you know what I'm like, I'll just lob it against the wall. Something like that. And I tried to stick it together with sellotape, but uh, luckily I had no problems with mine. So basically, what you're saying though, Jack, is you had something that didn't work, but you sold it to somebody and said, "Use well, this." No, it, it, I got it. What a master salesman. <laughs> Goodbye, no, I bought a working um, bought a working gimbal that was uh, like th- uh, three two axes broken. One honest, and then connected connected that to it and then um and and then put a you know f f7 uh board on there and obviously the new i have so yeah like back when i was doing that and stuff wasn't working i think we were on i have like 1.6 or something i mean the wooden copter that that was on like I now have one point four. That was brilliant. Thing. Yeah, like that. That was just an absolute amazing piece of kit that I probably shouldn't have sold because it was just hilarious. Just <laughs> completely made out of wood and flew great. But I would have so, walked by now. So yeah, <laughs> it would have. It would have been like sacrifice to the uh, fuel shortages. I'm. I'm fairly sure. So. But that was just one project. But by the time I put that, um, you know, put that flight controller and like the long range sort of stuff, I just completely lost interest. I was like, I'm, I'm totally done. You know, Not I'm so just far. like, yeah, yeah. Because so these days you can you can drive gimbals and camera stabilization direct from iNav, right? You only have one IMU instead of one actually on the camera, but you can just sort of calibrate it and get on have to drive a gimbal can't you yeah so yeah but by, by the time I, I got to it i was just like sick to the the back teeth of it really because you know like the, the the i think what done me was like the ollie who made the firmware he was just like so unhelpful mm-hmm. you know and was just it's periodically like more interested in developing um like the motors where they have like a sort of tracking of where they are i can't remember what that's called now censored yeah censored censored gimbal motors and stuff like that and you know like was uploading stuff of his that just worked fine but you know i almost think that it probably would have worked a bit better if because i was putting it into axis gimbal mode i think by the time uh, the development had moved on into three axis, and because I was selecting two axis, they were like, "Who uses two axes anymore?" And you know that something got lost in translation in the code, and just 
didn't work that well. And I reckon if I had, like, yeah, you know, you know, like, uh, a similar thing I had was, um, like the, uh, what, what is it? Um, uh, OpenTX, that's it. OpenTX, like flashing some of the old transmitters with that, they dropped compatibility, but all the code was in there. And like, if you did just happen to not read, like why it wouldn't flash or, you know, like, but the options are still there. You have to go on the Wikipedia or GitHub and then read that, like, they dropped the uh, compatibility and then you have to go all the way back. And even then, the, like, you know, to the point where it it still worked. So you went back, like, you know, to 1.5 of OpenTX. When I flashed it to that version that was the last known working version, some of the switches didn't work. The, the code that reallocated the the switches to different pins of the Atmel chip just, you know, just didn't work. And, you know, you kind of had to, you know, keep going back further and further back till that worked. So, you know, it's, it, you know, in the name of progress, you know, like if you're there at the time and you flash that, it works great. But, you know, stuff keeps moving forward and then other things break. Yeah. I do you wonder know, how long HTX is going to keep some of those old radios alive. There's going to be a whole crop of quite decent radios that all use the same chip. And sooner or later, someone's going to go, oh, it doesn't fit. Drop them. <laughs> I wonder how long that'll be. It might yeah, be exactly. like 20 years. You have no idea, but it could be six months. Yeah. Like, you know, even the, um, the SD card for the Tyrannus is like missing key things. So I don't think they're like maintaining the Tyrannus bus. Pretty sure like thousands no. of people have that Tyrannus. We did have a no. bunch of problem trying to get Jack's Tyrannus to work with HTX, by the way. Not exactly sure what was going on there, but it wasn't happening. Uh, I've, I've got it done now. It works. What was the problem in the end? Uh, yes, Andrew. No idea. Don't update. Well, if it works, talking of so. uh, or yeah, going back to Nightmare right. Builds, if I may, yep. the, and I still own it, it's still up there on the wall, just out of shot. It is the FX79 Buffalo. This was supposed to be my big long-range plane. It is a six-foot span wing, which can carry loads of battery. And I was very careful to build it up with the best components I could get, thinking it was going to be a long-range wing. So I had a Dragon Link version one in there with uh, I got a, a 433 dipole made up by big those who used to do antennas for everybody and um, I, I got a my fly dream autopilot which was like one of the best you could get back there and um, built it up very carefully and we took it out for its maiden this is the amazing Maiden Fro by my, my buddy Neil here. Very so, big. Okay, let's give it full whack. We gave it full whack and did oh. that. The noise. That is when, uh, game over. It's the sound of that, disappointment. 
something went wrong. We're not sure went wrong. It really? Looked, it didn't even look like it stalled. It just looked like it turned into the ground mm. somehow. And we didn't Can understand we have a rewind? How, no, because we rebuilt it. I rebuilt it very carefully. I patched it up. There's all sorts of fillet involved and stuff. And we it wasn't it trying to fly. flip upside down in your miraculous... I configured it completely correct, but just upside down. Checked, we checked all the surfaces, everything. And then I went out with my buddy Richard. What is so going on? Maybe you can describe for our, our audio viewers, who, who are, let's face it, most so of the people that catch in, this. What in happened? the very first one, we threw it. It went up in the air and it came straight down really hard on its nose and exploded okay. into bits. Worst case on scenario. On the second flight, Richard wanted to try throwing it he said let's go for an unpowered glide i'm going to put my fingers where the 11 inch prop is don't start the motor so i was like well that's fair so i agreed not to power it and we did a glide and you can see the glide beautiful nothing wrong with that is it then he's he's like okay i'm gonna i I don't want to throw it like that because you know i play the piano so he said i'm gonna hold it underneath it's a little bit awkward but it's got these holes and i'll throw it and he did, and he threw it straight up in the air and Ooh. smashed it on the floor again. Oh. <laughs> so that, it, it looked like a clean break. Yeah, and so we then I rebuilt it yet again oh my God. because I was getting good at rebuilding it at this point. And uh, what happened this time was better, although n- not to begin with. So promising. Better, he says. Better, Is but it the better, same but, guy who got him YouTube. to do it three times? Yeah, there's only so a certain good. amount of people I can get to hold the, right. a plane in a certain way. And I'm we decided that like we death. should do it like we, we were gliding it again. But he said, I'll do another practice throw. Yeah, yeah, I'm wondering if the disaster is entirely the plane and, and maybe to some extent the operators. What's going on with the radio? It looks like you've got something stuck halfway up the uh, the radio antenna. Yeah, so that is a Dragon Link uh, module, which is is plugged in via PPM. So, yeah, so the first time he threw it, he managed to basically crash it into the ground, but it wasn't too bad. And then his take two. Oh. It's up. Yes. Beautiful. And we were like, this is amazing. And it actually flew really nicely. It was really, really smooth. It's a big wing. It's relatively heavy. Um, and so, if it ever shows, we got some nice, smooth footage. But what happened... Oh, yeah. Turn the volume uh, down. Get rid of that. Oh, thank you. Is we flew it along, we tuned the autopilot, uh, which is a lot of little bits and pieces to do with the return to home and the loiter. And basically, you're tuning it so the speed is right, it's not wobbling... It's getting its angles right. There was lots to do. And eventually we got that done. I landed it. And the landing's absolutely beautiful. That's what the the AP looks like. We didn't have a very good um, VTX reception on this. Uh, but, it, yeah, it was working. It was properly Probably trimmed. It was properly sorted. It was looking really nice. Dragon Link worked really nicely. Wonderbar. Yeah. Um and we said, I know, we'll do a chase, because that's what you do. You've got your mate there, he's got a wing, I've got a wing. And at I that point, wrong. the autopilot, I turned it on, and all the servos just started going twitchy-twitchy like this, going absolutely mental, and it just wouldn't work anymore. And what had happened is the autopilot had just absolutely freaked out. It's just, it's such a great plane, 
but um, the the AP broke, which is the thing. And then I couldn't get a replacement because they were like, oh, it's your fault. So then I did a video saying, don't trust this company because <laughs> <laughs> my autopilot <laughs> broke and they didn't do anything. I'll get them on your side. Which they eventually then replaced it. And it's been sat there since and I haven't flown it. The only thing <laughs> I've done with it is I made another video called Can I Make the Box That It Came In Fly Better Than The Actual Plane Itself? So what I did, I, I literally whoops, made one of the um, flight test style. Let me get rid of that volume. Oh, man, I can't believe this. This is back in 2015, everybody. This is how old this is. Look at young curry kid and able to use his knees on the floor. <laughs> Do not rely on YouTube for video archival. You can put the video in, but you can't necessarily get the video out again. That's by a classical yeah. guitar there too. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got them all here. But we yeah, we, we eventually managed to that this took two goes to get flying because like everything was just made literally of cardboard. And what I didn't understand at the time is if you make your wing surfaces from cardboard, they're a bit flexible. <laughs> so when I did fly it, my finger was all the way back. That That is it. That is literally made out of the box. Oh, someone needs to throw a wing properly. It flew. I say it flew, but my wing is all the way back, giving full elevator up all the way around. And I'm like, we might just have to bring this in and land it. So the flight was quite short, but you can see it's flying. It's mm-hmm. doing its thing. But yeah, we FPV'd it, we flew it, and my overall conclusion was that the box did fly better than the wing itself. <laughs> I still don't know what was up with it. But it is still there on the wall at some point. Look at this for a landing. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> that, it's not really yeah. a land. But yeah, at some point, I will take this out and try and fly it again. But it's it's you know what it's like with big things? They need a big area. I can't launch it myself particularly well. I need a, a, a volunteer. And all my volunteers have... As soon as someone throws it and it explodes, <laughs> they're, not, they're not so keen on throwing it anymore. And they're like, oh, I don't want to do that if it goes wrong. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that, you've that got was my another big, nightmare build. Um, big one that you smashed out, haven't you? What was the other big... It was a glider, wasn't it? That was the, the glider. That? Yeah, I've repaired that as well. That's ready to go again. But that that wasn't so much that, a nightmare. That was a misunderstanding. So it was, well, I've forgotten what it's called now, but it was from, I think we've had Rob on, haven't we, um, who designed this. And it's 2.6 metres, very big. Yeah. And when I built it up, I didn't realise that the tail section wasn't attached properly. It was just on with a bit of tape. And when we were flying it, and Neil was there as well, one of my friends who launched it the first time, he said, your tail looks like it's gone wonky. And he said, did you screw that in? I was like, it was already attached. What? And he's like, no, it had to be screwed in. It, so the, in flight, the V-tail, which started out like that if the plane is level, mm-hmm. had gone round like this. And Rob said to me, oh, do you want me to land it line of sight? Because he's better at line of sight than me. And it's like, I was flying perfectly happy FPV, it was going fine, but so I said okay. Gave him the control, and we just—he's like coming around. He just stalled it, and he just splat, and that broke. And that was—I had to get like fiberglass sheets and resin to to put that back together because it like it's like composite material broke and stuff. 
But yeah, that's another huge wing. Well, not huge wing, huge glider that I um, I need to have a go at. Because that was really complicated to set up as well. I had to set up crow braking through the use of um, iNav flapperons Jeez. plus uh, plus actual flaps. Was it flapperons or was it? I don't know. But basically, the the brake crow goes breaks. like that. Yeah. So it crows. There wasn't a, an actual crow section for it. Can we see that this summer, please? Depends on how much room I've got and how many friends I've got willing to uh, throw big planes for me. Because yeah, we need you need some proper like wing people, you know, some proper socks and sandals. To you know be fair, I did, and I had the designer with me. Just happened to crash it <laughs> instead of oh. landing. <laughs> this episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears. All thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them, and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. Talk about my particular disaster build now. Um, I had one thought when I was learning about tuning and I thought more power is definitely better. And I wanted to build micros. I'd heard great things about these little 1106 motors. So I procured a whole bunch of sunny sky 1106 motors that were like, I think 6,500 or 7,000 KV and claim to suck down a ludicrous amount of amps, but go incredibly fast. Huge amounts the of torque. Back in the day. Yeah, the little little blue motors, and they were meant to go like absolute demons. And I had these, and I wanted to kind of cram as much as I could in. So I'd looked at the diatone range a couple of years back. Okay, um, this problem. 2019, about uh, very early 2019, late 2018. So I got like a an R249 frame the little diatone frame and an hd camera and these sunny sky motors and then because i wanted to put the hd camera in there i didn't have room for a vtx and an fc and an esc and you couldn't get small vtx's so i was like right i'm gonna have to get an aio when they'd just come out so i got an hglrc aio and thought yeah this is going to be fine it'll like it'll do 3s it was 2 to 3s and it said it would do something like 15 amps per ESC, which should be enough for a, for a modest two-and-a-half-inch build, but that should be all right. Um, and I got this thing all built up, and it was okay. The, the video signal was nice. The, I think I had a, a run cam split in there. That was nice. Got some 1080p recording. Just couldn't tune the thing, and I kept trying to tune it to get the wobbles out because I wanted nice, smooth HD video. And I was tuning and tuning trying to just push it a little bit more so it would be smooth and wouldn't have any kind of um, any oscillations in steady forward flight. And I just couldn't quite get it there. And then it started jittering a whole bunch. And oh, this is not good. I put another battery on, try and loosen the tune a little bit and give it another go. And I took it up and it just nosedived slowly and caught fire. Like not just a little bit of smoke, but full on. The whole stack was just, not the lipo, the whole stack was on fire. The flames out of the ESCs, the VTX was on fire, the HD camera was on fire, any bit of plastic around all of that was all on fire. <laughs> oh, so I managed man. to rip the lipo off it, and it was just just this little funerary, funeral pyre of a quad. 
The entire thing was absolutely knackered. Um, burned the wire off, uh, the insulation off all the motor wires. Burnt the run cam camera. It, the, the fire from the stack was big enough that it actually destroyed the camera. Bizarrely enough, the, the only part that survived was the plastic top plate. I don't know what that plastic was, but it fared a lot better than all the uh, the motor wires. Yeah, that was that was something. I did finally learn how to build a nice HD quad that flew well and had a bit of power, but I'm still somewhat concerned about those Sunny Sky motors and exactly how much power they may have pulled. Um, too much, was too much, maybe? Yeah, a bit too much, I think. I think a lot too much. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least your fire was outside. When Jack catches fire, he's normally inside. Yeah, I know. Your, did you get your, pictures uh, of the aftermath of the fire? I was faintly traumatised. I, I did carry it around in a box for a while. Uh, but <laughs> oh, I like I a little now. dead hamster. <laughs> ready yeah, to like bury. Dead hamster. <laughs> but I finally stripped it down, I think, washed it all off with uh, IPA, and yeah, it's gone. I do have another one of those boards because I bought two at, at that point. And this was when AIOs had just appeared and everyone was poo-pooing them. And I think in retrospect, probably for a good reason. These days they're fairly bulletproof, but back then, yeah, I just I do not trust them. And I'm not sure if I'm going to use its twin. 15 amps, and it said 2 to 3S, and I think they just didn't. At 3S, it wasn't doing 15 amps. just wasn't to be trusted. Not at all. And even now, if someone says, oh, I want to get an AIO, what should I get? I usually tell them to find the one with the, the biggest current throughput that they can because those boards just flat out lie. Like the FETs on them are tiny. And if they say it's 30 amps a channel, it's going to be like really more like 20 amps. So you just got to give yourself a lot of headroom if you're going to do an AIO build. Mm. That sucks. Uh, tone. It happens. I don't have any disasters whatsoever to talk about. Come on, you got loads. Yeah. Or well, we should the, talk about them for you. No. DJI well, without the update and, you know, just spinning upside down. You got loads. Come on. I can't remember any of them. It's been so What long. about the Zode Dart where you tried to run like 15 oh, amps out of the 5 story. volt? Of the VTX and there's no video footage or evidence or pictures. This is just me. There is, I got because every time you tried to launch it, everything would turn <laughs> off. <laughs> All lies, I tell you. <laughs> oh. um, I don't really. I can't remember. Of, I can't. I, well, my ex class caught fire the last time I flew it. That's the only disaster. But that, it's been flying for three years without anything going wrong with it. It, it didn't um, like it when you tried to do smoke that one time, did it? it Maybe it fall out of yes, the sky. Yes, that was a that was a bad idea. That giant yeah, shunt. It literally turned off the flight controller when I switched the switch, which we tested on the ground and maybe should have tested with props spinning. Because it, yeah, flicked a switch, turned on the smoke. It turned the smoke on, mind you, but it fell out of the sky. <laughs> But that was only a what an hour build, and it was back in the air, thanks to everyone at MA four, maybe five. Was it? No, it wasn't five. Was it? Five, four, maybe. Yeah, four. I yeah, think four. Yeah. MA four. It must have. Been. I helped. 
Everyone did. Everyone got their hands on the the overcharge pack. That was that was a beauty. <laughs> yes, that is. I'm not going to lie. That is actually true. That. Um, yeah. What happened? Maybe Clive, is Clive in the chat? I've got two four S packs. To well, I've literally strapped together to make eight S. So they run in. Uh, running together and. Um, so I've put one on charge, got off and done my business because there was people, you know, there. So I could do other stuff, go and get something to eat or whatever. This was a show as well last year, I think this was. Um, and then come back and I was like, oh, it's charged. I'll take that out and put it in again. But um, managed to plug the same one back in somehow. Someone must have talked to me or whatever. So pressed charge it at 8 amp. see you later and then Clive come running over Tony your battery's gonna blow up it's like it was, I can't even remember it was like double wasn't it 18 it was, it was ridiculous it, was, it didn't puff or anything um, but it was basically a, a bomb which did you get extra flight time out of it what's that I said, did you get extra flight time out of it? Or did you decide to discharge it in a different way? I can't remember way? how we discharged it. We plugged something in and ran it for a few for a few minutes. Very, like, very slowly is the yeah, answer. I think yeah. we, 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 we ran it for a few minutes with props off, but it wasn't doing anything, so we had to put props on. I think we plugged it into a 4S little mini quad or something and just ran it up and ran it back down to the, the normal proper uh, amperage of the battery. But, yeah, that was... Uh, that's quite scary, little bomb there. I've done that twice as well, so I didn't learn from my mistake. <laughs> At least you're learning. I always just balance charge stuff so it complains. It's like, hang on, I don't see as many cells as you say there are. Oh uh, yeah, but if you if you got two batteries and you Stuck plug together. one in, it's easy to plug the wrong balance lead into it. Sometimes exactly, exactly what I did. You, you can mess this up sometimes if you're like parallel charging. Mm. You can get the wrong ones. Yeah, the battery, it was, it was saying, you know, the XD60 was the one having all the power put in it. The the balance lead was off the old battery, so it was like, oh, well, you know, I'm charging. Exactly we're putting, you know, we're putting energy in, but it's not coming yeah. up. We just keep yeah. going. Don't, charge, just like, going, Race, don't they throw an error if it sees that there's one voltage across the XD60 and a totally different voltage across the balance connector? That would seem like I a really thought. obvious thing to check for. Not Tony's no. charger. Discount. No. Spend so much you pay for them, I guess. Mm. It's got it's well, like it one of the um, pretty good charger. It it can't. It just can't understand. You know, it can't read the voltage whilst charging at the same time. It's too much. Well, it was reading the voltage off the off the other battery, so the mm. the balance lead was off the other battery. So the balance lead it was saying, you know, keep charging, keep going. You know, keep going. I'm at 3.8. So the XD60 was the one taking all the energy in, saying, all right, I'll keep charging then. So it could how, have been at 3.8 forever. I could have how, left it on for 10 hours and it would have said 3.8 because it was charging the other battery. That's the thing. How it didn't blow up. I know, how the, it didn't blow up. I don't know. Water cabin, like, you know, the tarpauling on fire and just like Awful. maimed people. Uh, wings and wheels, I don't know. Yeah, um, let's not say Animal. where it was because I'm hoping to go back there this year. Uh, yeah. 
have you like, fixed have you fixed the s-class still on the wall in bits with fire smoke and everything oh geez yeah that's needs to be done at some point so jack expect an x-class left at your place soon to fix no i don't know i ain't got like <laughs> the thing is he needs to get like you know new plates and everything probably that's probably a word with fossil Oh, Fossil will sort me out. It's just, yeah, getting it all back together and flying. Um, I'd like to fly it again because it flies really well. I'm, I'm not going to race it anymore. It's too slow now on AS, but it's nice to turn up at a show and just do, you know, flips and rolls with a big quad, and it flies really well. So I'll just... And it's what, what are they on now? Keep on it. 14S. 14, 12s and 14s. So this didn't get you hooked on the X-Class sort of bandwagon then, Tony. You're not going to go and build another. Money. With all my hobbies I've got, I literally just have to yeah. even my money out <laughs> across you, everything. Would you build like something in between, like a Beast Class instead of an X-Class? Mm, I've got a seven-inch drone, but no, no, I wouldn't really. doesn't appeal to me, mm. to be honest. I've been following some of the builds from... This guy up north calls himself a noisy boy FPV. He, he's built some monster quads. Yeah, he's built some monster quads that are quite interesting. I don't yeah, know I've how he gets nice the space. Ten inch stuff, or really fast, and you know they're really agile as well. Mm. Um, I mean, Marsh and McFly, Martin McFly, uh, built a seven inch um, Tomahawk, the same as mine. I mean, I built mine for long range cruising, and he's literally. Well, you were there at the at the yeah, we saw it. You know, and it it rips. So yeah, yeah, you can have fun with um, bigger quads. You really can. Yeah, I was tempted to. If I had a field, I'd definitely buy or build a beast class. Just like the Macro America has caught my eye from Catalyst Machine Works. That looks a bit of a laugh. That's like one of their America race frames, but scaled up to a nine inch. Looks a lot of fun. Yeah, because it's just uh, not something you you do casually because the the components are a lot more expensive, aren't they? That's the True. thing. Like, if I want to go twelve S, motors Clive put in the chat the ESEs are a hundred pound each. You need to buy five. You know, you need a spare, and then you need you know it's just you need new bat, you need more batteries. It's just like a grand, isn't it? So, and you know, I've got mm. I've got other hobbies. I've got bikes to maintain and. Boats and guns I've got to buy and stuff. So, yeah. Yes. But not quite season this year. Maybe another year. I want to fly again. So, I'm mm. looking forward to getting out and doing some more flying. But it's just been, uh, I've lost the uh, attractionness of flying every single day is gone. You know, when we were first getting into the hobby, we were out. I was dragging Jack out of bed, going down Hidden Valley. It would be freezing cold, frosty. All all winters we'd be doing it for a couple of years, and that kind of is gone now. I'm uh, turned into a I, fair weather flyer. I'm afraid. I did. I did. I did find a video of uh, us lot, like me, you, Simon Bradders. Uh, and we were just surrounded with dog walkers and it was just mud everywhere and we were just I was just like, Why are we doing this? Freezing cold. It, yeah, this is dumb. Yeah, so that 
that's gone now for me. But you know, summer's coming. Well, you wouldn't think so Allegedly. looking out the window this the last couple of days. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I did try and fly on Sunday, but I ended up going to the field, going through the cows, sitting down. Looking at the GPS on the the wing that has got the oaking board installed with Open HD, and noticing the GPS seemed to be uh, not enjoying the fact there was a massive Wi-Fi adapter on there because it was saying seven sats, no four, no zero, no seven again. And when I have to like launch it and put it into return to home so I can go sit back down and put the goggles on, I'm like, this isn't going to work. It's not going to work because uh, it leads to signal on launch or something. So I ended up sitting there for an hour in the field trying to figure it out and then saying, nope, not flying this, go back again. So it was a nice walk. I saw some cows. I sat down on some ground. That was it. Uh, at least yeah. you were sensible enough not to fly it. I've I've had too many instances of, it'll probably be okay, <laughs> and knowing what happens, or just just one last battery, that sort of thing. Oh, not that. If something's a bit dodgy. One last battery. Yeah, I never do it. Always dodgy. Take that battery yeah. home and discharge it. I've been doing a bit of flying. I've had a bit of fun messing around with all this H7 malarkey with Beta Flight. They seem to have finally fixed that latest release. No more worries with the H7 stuff. That's a bit of an uphill struggle. I actually wrote a target for this GHE MCU stuff. I wrote one of the unified targets so that the the damn thing would work properly and ask people to put the ESC outputs on the oscilloscope because I don't have one and to be honest would have a hard time figuring out what on earth was going on they were like yeah finally fixed it had to change the speed the GPIO pins worked apparently the, the pins were too fast and it was just like the signal was decaying wasn't holding the level at the end of the message that was it it's all good now so beta flight 4.3 should be out soon and someone managed to hack the DJI goggles as well which is yeah root hack yeah Rooted it. That's that's pretty pretty amazing. There, seven. Well, that's that's why they've stuffed out another update, isn't it? Please update to this. It'll stop <laughs> downgrades. <laughs> no one is going to be upgrading dodgy hacking firmware. No one at all. Because mm. I don't think I they know. can force you to upgrade when you activate currently. I'm sure they'll change that approach. The little so and sos, but yeah, currently they they don't force you. And yeah, you've got all the same OSD menus as you get with the analog VTX. So you get like the menus you can step through to change your PIDs and to, you know, do all that, all the business, mess around with it. So promising. Yeah. Um, what What was I going to say? Um, what FitTech ESC do you want to buy? Well, they brought out a 12S, uh, I think it's a 20 mil or a 30 mil 4N1. And it's the only 4N1 on the market that goes above 8S. I know there's three or four 8S. There's a really fancy T-Motor one that's 150 quid or $200. It's 80 amps, 8S. There's um, the one I've got, the Foxeer Reaper, which comes in a couple of sizes. They're either 60 or 65 amp, 8S. And there's a cheap HGLRC Zeus one, which does 50 amps, 8S. And then this Fetec one, only 45 amps, 12S, 12S, mini quad, four in one pretty awesome just a neat thing to play with it probably only takes the fetec protocols you're forced to run it with the rest of the the fetec Mm. stack which would be a little bit annoying but um yeah just be a cool toy sorry i'm just having a little google of it products from fetec it's It's like an hv set 
Fetec HV set. It's not on their page. I think it's like a trial product that a few people have leaked about. A guy in Germany did a video, so it's not under NDA or anything, but it's not officially released, I don't think. I mean, even their officially released stuff you can't buy because it's in stock for about 20 minutes and then gone again. Mm. 12S mini quad sounds like a bit of a weird thing. Bit of a giggle, though. Yeah, I suppose it's like you're building it because you can rather than this will be yeah, good. Yeah, just to see what happens. You I should. Failsafe built a 10S, so he's got these little GMB 5S cells and runs two of those in series. Just be what? interesting to you, see how you it You've got to have high KV as well, then. <laughs> Low KV. No, I want you to run high KV. I think he's got like... Uh, oh Christ, I he's want got it 900 to scream, KV you know. or something. Yeah, but then you just get like law of diminishing returns after a point because your props are all flattened out and everything, aren't they? Well, I used to run um, uh, the Emacs twenty six hundred KV on five S. That was fun. Yeah, and it that's about right it. though. Mm. That's not too bad. Twenty five hundred on f- people are running two thousand KV on six S now, so they're taking the piss already. Like that's just a standard racing spec. I think Min Chan Kim's race motors are like two thousand KV, and he runs six S on those. Just nice to mess around with stuff, you know. But yeah, as uh, Caroline Tyler points out, you can get Doom on the DJI goggles. Oh, <laughs> oh failsafe spec here. He said he's running 10S with 1100 KV 2207s. Jesus, so man. That's probably sort of about it's 1950 bad, to 2000 yeah. KV on 6S equivalent, right? Yeah. Have you got any footage, failsafe? Can you show us something? Yeah, Did you get your AS build working in the end? It was, yeah, so it's good, working. Um, oh, I, I just hit something and knocked out an arm, and, and then I doubled up the arms. But I haven't bothered to actually drive anywhere and fly it because the weather's been just all over the place. I was standing in the sun taking a call in the park the other day, and then like twenty minutes later, there was a peal of thunder and the skies were grey and it, it was hammering it down with rain. I had to run indoors. Yeah, so it's just all over the place. It's not been great. You know, it's bad when you look in your garden and then the furniture you used to have is sort of tornadoing not- around like you're in the Wizard of Oz or something. <laughs> no, my, bin, is- my green bin went flying down the driveway today. Nice. Yeah. Caught on camera. Yeah, it hasn't been, hasn't been the best in Canada either. I've had like one decent day where I was able to get a quick little flight in, but it's been rainy and... Yeah, grey skies like us. Oh, you, uh, you pulled it. Failsafe on his 10s build here. He's kind of a lunatic, even on a regular quad. So I'm not sure how much is the pilot and how much is the quad here, but it's certainly a capable machine he's got. Nice. Holy <laughs> shit. that spins like a boss <laughs> drill, doesn't it? It really does. He's got some reflexes on him as failsafe. Every, everything's just a blur. It's like the um, Matrix. Correct us if we're wrong, but he usually flies like with a run cam orange and no stabilization as well, just to make all of us feel even worse about our flying skills. Uh, That that thing's shifting. It's nice. It's a field with a couple of trees. Yeah, make your own fun. It's just luxury having a field. That's. I think if there's something that stops us sort of 
easy able to fly it's like if you could walk out your door and fly mm. then you'd probably do it a lot more often if you have to make Absolutely. a big palaver of it and load up the car and drive for 40 minutes and then yeah. watch out for dog walkers it's it all becomes a bit of a hassle doesn't it sometimes yeah, and while yeah. I don't begrudge anyone getting an exercise, um, the whole lockdown I thing do. did actually <laughs> it did force a lot of people <laughs> out to the parks and fields, which made it a little bit harder to go for a fly. Oh dear, don't talk to me about the uh, overweight ladies in their gear running in lockdown. Oh my god, it was funny. <laughs> I won't follow that one up. <laughs> but yeah, it Just... looks like a bit of a giggle running tennis. Yeah, running anything that sounds silly is is should be done just for fun. Um, have you guys have you guys prepped for the bonus pod? Uh, you know, and the fire. Don't forget, if you're a lovely Patreon, um, we're going to be doing a bonus pod about uh, reviewing your video clips uh, to do with fire. So if you fire. have done that. Or if you haven't, go to our Discord and post it in the video uh, video section of um, your your various flights involving fire. And I will. I'll post yeah. post a link to the server in the chat here so that people Thank can you. come find it. Yeah. So yeah, come come and hang out. Um, we'll. If you if you're not a patron and you submitted a pretty good uh, video, we'll we'll um, we'll send you a PM link so you can join and watch. If it's a particularly good video, we'll have a quick we'll have a quick flick through before we start, and then so keep keep an eye out on the Discord. Join the Discord um, if you want to be a Patreon and support us. That would be amazing because it means that the show can keep going. For longer, uh, we can continue paying the editor and uploading, and everything's great. And we we just you know we love you guys. Uh, any anything else, guys? You're good. You're ready for this. Especially, I mean, unless you guys want to see me crashing uh, my drone last time I flew. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yes, me... of course we do. We like you didn't tell me you crash. Even a question. Let me see. Wait. Uh, share screen. Okay. Hold on. Found a little spot close to where I live, which is I could get away with because no one was around. But uh, it's kind of tough in Toronto to find spots to fly. Oh, I would oh. like to see your Good videos shorten. more Canadian themed. I want to see at least one moose or a bear in the next one. Yeah, I want to see a moose. That? Uh, I have to drive about two hours north to do that. <laughs> That's right. fine. We'll accept. Are that. you kind of in a metropolitan area then? Oh yeah, I live literally right downtown Toronto. So I had to. I okay. found a spot which is about fifteen twenty minutes. It's I don't really know what it is, but there was some open space. I'm assuming it's private property, but there were dog walkers. So I mean, it's very brown. It looks like you set your camera to brown mode. Uh no, just everything is very brown right now. Well, this day specifically, um, but you can see kind of like the like city. An English. Yeah, we see the city. It just looks like you're yeah. maybe flying in England. Grey clouds, no leaves on the tree. Yeah. yeah, a bit browner though. It's not. It is a little bit browner. We are a bit. We, we don't get here. cold, so the snow never gets around to actually killing stuff. So it's like muddy and a bit greener and dark, rather than muddy and browner and dark. That wasn't I've been too bad to... of a crash. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Like I, I was able. I mean, you can see I was able to um, 
Okay, hold on. Next, next clip. I was able to fly away from it, so it. Uh... Well, it's not really a crash if you can fly away from uh, it. That's <laughs> good. That's all right, guys. That is all we've got time for. Uh, you, you've been listening to Let's Show Now. Uh, you've been joined by everyone's favorite curry kitten. Goodbye. Everyone's favorite little uh, ESE file starter, Stephen. Cheers. Thanks, everyone. The man who does the uh, thumbnails, Cole. See ya. My, uh, do- there's always a fire in our bed. My darling wife. (laughs) 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 Always saying, don't be on fire, but it's constantly lighting things on fire. I'm bright until I fly. Thank you. Good night. Telemetry lost.